At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, I'm Big J Okerson. And I'm Dan Soder. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to the bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. Campers, what's up? It's Black Lou, and welcome back to The Bonfire's Best of the Week. Whether the result of quarantining together for two weeks or something more deep-seated that we'll never know, things came to a head this week when Jay and Joe DeRosa debated the merits of crooning along with show favorite Shane Gillis. DeRosa got very upset with me yesterday because I, uh, first of all, I forgot how much he loves the music of crooners. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin types. Without thinking about that, I just said, I think it's just the easiest form of, of singing entertainment that anybody, anybody here could do it. And uh, and Joe got very upset with me for saying that. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy wrong. Really? <laughs> Holy shit. Shane, well, that's, I thought you were going to go Jay's side. Are you saying that crooning is the easiest thing to do? <laughs> crooning is the easiest style of singing. No, 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 and Jay, Dan, Jay did say that he could do it. He said anybody yeah, could do it. Yeah, he he said also said crazy. that a baby boy could do it without thinking. Not only can I do it, I did it yesterday. I did it the rest you, of the night after the show was over. Oh, you did. It's literally like me being like, anybody could do death metal. Listen. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you're not wrong. <laughs> Listen, all I, to do death metal, all you have to do is just go, I'm waiting for the last trap, trap, and then you're like, just, I'll tell you what, in death metal, which I don't like death metal, but within death metal, you have to have some sort of a range for like high screaming and that growling. Fucking crooning is just one flat. Have you ever heard Tony Bennett, the high notes he hits? He outsang Billy Joel on New York State of Mind at the fucking uh, Joel Park. can't sing either. He does the same thing. They're just good tunes. Yeah, Billy Joel just goes, and I'm walking and I'm in Long Island. Billy Joel's <laughs> a fucking bitch. <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. Billy Joel's a yeah. Bitch. We know we know where Shane Gillis sides in the Tony Bennett versus Billy Joel. I like that DeRosa has that knowledge. I love that. Yeah, dude, Tony Bennett's the shit. Now, first and foremost, Tony Bennett is the but shit. But maybe one of the high, biggest offenders of just, it's just talking, man. It's nothing. Especially Jay. now, man. You ever hear him now? It's. Uh... I got Lady Gaga over here with me. We're going to sing some of her songs and some of my songs. Hey, guys, I went to Bumbershoot in 2012, and fucking Tony Bennett was the headliner, and I got hammered. And he was in the key arena, and it was just like this old man being like, I miss San Francisco. How you guys doing? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it sounds like when they talk to the crowd, it's like lyrics of the song. 
Take me back to a simpler time. How you feeling out there, Las Vegas? You're doing Neil Diamond. You're doing Neil Diamond right now. Neil Diamond could fucking wail. Don't even come at me. Neil Diamond leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds above any crooner. Wales. Fuck you, Neil Diamond. Let's be crazy, dude. That's a Jewish Elvis you're talking about. Fuck the three of you. Fuck the three of you. You, Jacob, and Dan. Fuck the three of you. <laughs> they put Tony Bennett out on stage, and it's like they put a baby bird just like fucking walking around. Like, <laughs> a, hawk, a hawk flew down and took him. Yeah, I just snapped his neck, and everyone felt better for him being out of out of misery. Oh. Tony Bennett on his best day is just not that good. Jay, I know you're just saying it to <laughs> no, get no, a rise no, no, out no, of no, it. No, I'm not. I'm not. Let me change it. Let me change it. <laughs> if you like, I'm saying you can like it, and it's good. Let's say you think it's good. That's okay. I'm not arguing that. People think he's good. Clearly, I'm saying it's not difficult what he does. Jay, it is. There's no way you mean that. Fuck you. You don't mean so that. It also, I 100% it also mean. sucks. Uh, it, al- <laughs> it also sucks thinking of Derosa listening to like. I did it my way. <laughs> all that fucking bullshit. All that like victorious old WAP music. Oh, listen, there's nothing more. There's nothing more grand. There's nothing more grand than watching Joey uh, fucking roll up meatballs in his hand. I was listening while he's listening to fucking crooning music. I love it. I love it. I was just gonna say that is all. I anytime I think of DeRosa listening to that music, there is a uh, fucking dish towel over his shoulder, mm-hmm. and he's doing several things in the kitchen. And he goes, "Ooh, the gnocchi's almost ready. Hold on, I gotta pull it off the stove." I go. I, he's wearing a deep V with his chest hair coming out and a little chain yeah. hooked in through it. Yeah, and behind, yeah. and behind him is some Italian guy just going, "I miss my mommy. I miss it so." Oh shit! The garlic bread. <laughs> oh, DeRosa whipping up some garlic bread. Campers, what's up? It's Black Lou again. The great David Tell joined us on the show this week as we discussed his life in quarantine and what it'll be like returning to comedy clubs in the future. Yeah. Jacob and I had one of the best dates ever at the stand right before this whole thing went down. I mean, it was amazing. We ate like kings. The food was fantastic. The comedy was great. I cannot wait to get back to the stand. Black Lou and Jacob approved. Where are you? uh, Is this it? That's not. Are you inside? Smoking inside? Yes, I am. This is uh, my house. That's my printer. Oh. (laughs) I know it it doesn't hold the candle to Drake's mansion, but. uh... (laughs) You and and DJ Lou over there are. Two of the last people smoking inside their their own house, and I appreciate it. Uh, I want to show you something, guys. This is my uh, Corona calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Happy faces of the days I haven't done stand-up. Will you run back to the clubs, Dave, first day they're open? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to run back, but first I'm going to get my nails done, go bowling, and then I'm going to get a tattoo. Dave, <laughs> so funny they bowling alleys in Georgia. Like that was one of the top things needed to be open, and I couldn't think of more of a place where you sh- share finger droplets, sharing shoes. Uh, the, staff, the staff, if you're lucky, is only addicted to meth. Yeah, but I'm wondering if there's a in Georgia if there's like a Dave Attell of bowling who's like, let's get back to it. Just shows up fucking snapping and cracking them. He's just like, the day those lanes are waxed, this guy's gonna be standing there. Maybe like um like Huck Finn, no shoes bowling. 
Oh, yeah. so far away from the clubs opening. I mean, that's going to be the last thing that opens. I mean, I've talked to other people, and uh, I don't want to bring anyone down, but it's going to be the last thing that opens. It's going to be like, you know, Rockefeller Center, you know, all that stuff's going to open. And then, like, a month after that, maybe the clubs will open. Pretty weird. Sad. I agree, but I think the road the road clubs will open. You think? Before, they're going yeah, yeah, sure. to open before New York clubs. Yeah, I feel like we'll have it. Oh, I feel like we'll be back in action in New York before other places just because they're smaller venues. So if there's like, you know, if they open like up to 150 capacity or whatever, there'll be places in New York that can run for theaters. I think, yeah, but I think New York, I, th I think the clubs won't open until they can run at capacity because the value isn't really there. And I think, uh, but I think on the road, I think those places that just like, you know, Omaha funny bone, like Omaha ain't afraid of this like we are you know what i mean just seeing it being upstate right now like the people here like they're not really doesn't seem to consume their thoughts that much and everyone's broke too you know you can't blame the crowds like it really is uh it's a tough time all the way around so you know you can fly like somewhere if you can get a flight and then like you perform to maybe a third of the people so what they're gonna have to do is they're gonna have to send people out there who can only draw a third of the crowd yeah, this is the only, this is the only time in my life where my draw is actually working for me. They're like, yeah, dude. Usually we send people home when you were here. Now people are excited. It'd be awesome at the merch table taking everyone's temperature. <laughs> you are too hot. <laughs> get out of the line. Yeah, yeah. Before they get six feet to me, I need a I need a triage nurse at my merch table. <laughs> I think people will want like entertainment but they'll also want knowledge that's why i'm going to throw it out there right now i will open for dr fauci <laughs> i think it's only a matter of time till he gets uh 86 from the uh health department you know he's telling too much truth and i want to hit the road make some money before he writes a book it'd be great <laughs> if he just bitched you out for fucking up his credits yeah. <laughs> his walk on music anyhow yeah oh yeah he, he, i forgot he's a theater act <laughs> There isn't for those arena tours of like the speaking, like Michelle Obama and stuff. Does it does do they have an opening act? Do you think they like an Oprah? Do you think Oprah when she goes because her motivational tours like an opening act goes out? Definitely, they definitely they have opening speakers. They had opening, yeah. Like I remember she about Malcolm X would have like an opening speaker. Dude, that's so funny to be an opening speaker for a major person where you go, Well, I open with the same thing every time, which is sit down, sit down, sit yeah. down. Yeah. Like, please, Malcolm X is. Malcolm X is backstage. He's like, do me a favor. Don't do your uh, Plymouth Rock landed on us thing because it's definitely <laughs> my thing. So, yeah. Are you still calling them white devils? Because I call them white devils. Hey, look, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm sure this is just parallel thinking. But if you can just like I also had a dream. And I know when you're headlining, you do your dream. This is the Martin Luther. I don't know if you saw the marquee, but it says Martin Luther King Jr. So I'm going to do the dream thing tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you for understanding. No crowd work, please. It's funny because I spent a lot of time going out to my mom's house, bringing her stuff, and she has like a, you know memory issues, so she kind of knows what's going on. She doesn't really know what's going on. Um, my uh, the person I have there in her house, you know, the aide and the nurses, one of them had to drive her around because she didn't believe us that everything was closed. Oh, she thought wow. I was tricking her like a pra impractical joke. <laughs> She's like, "What do you mean everything's closed?" And like, "Yeah." She's like, "I don't believe you." So they had to drive her around, show her like everything is closed and uh you know there's a lot of people who just don't believe it and i know out on long island it took like you know at least a couple of weeks for people to realize that they have to wear masks and stuff like that i think it's good everyone's wearing the mask i think that that's 
that's a good start. And like uh, the cool thing about it when you do smoke is that you pull it down like you're a pipe fitter, you know, like, man, and then when somebody comes, you got to put it back up like you were air. So I kind of like a, did she say, Dave, what did she say when you were driving her around where she's just like, oh, I'm not allowed to even go in the house. I just drop off the food. I drop oh, damn, off the then they scrub it all down. And then, you know, uh, she, but I waved her and talked to her like in prison. Like I see her where on phones. <laughs> prison talk and then i um take a leak in the backyard and get back in my car and go <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of like you know an intervention where like the parents go the best thing for you is us to like just disengage with you like they won't let me in the house but they still love me you know that kind of thing yeah where they're like i love you dave but you gotta help yourself before we yeah, let you back in sleep in your car have you hung out with anybody like at all like has anybody come to your place or you go to someone's place no, I, I don't think any people are allowed in. I mean, uh, I've seen people on the street. I met Louis Katz and Ian, like they're on bikes. So they'll bike around and like, uh, you know, have a nice six feet away conversation. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what we should do. We should like plan a big circle, like a big, almost like a cross burning, but without it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to use that as like, this is good social distancing. Look at that circle. <laughs> We don't realize that the clan had the plans the whole time to social distance properly. Yeah. I'm sure there's a theory on it, but that would be fun to do. We all meet up in a park or something like that, and everybody's like six feet apart. You know, yeah, we've yeah. done it. We've done that on uh, our buddy Wayne's roof a couple times. Just go up there one at a time, and then everyone just kind of stand apart and hang up there for a couple hours when it's been sunny out. It's been a game. It's been a game changer of just like having like a conversation in person. It's just nuts, man. You have people worried about you because I'm old, so people are worried about me. They're like, you know, you smoke and you're old, you know, so you're basically dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, actually, I'm so worried about myself that most people are like, you're going to be fine if you get the, even oh, if you yeah, get yeah, it, you'll be right. fine. And I'm like, I actually I said to know. Jay, I'm like, you should be way more worried about other people than you are about yourself. In my mind, everybody else is going to be fine. Uh, I'm not going to think you out, but like, we all live in the city or at least around and stuff like that. Walk around the city, man. It's like six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. That's like the end of the time. Like you got to get back home. Yeah. Is it the death wish time? You know. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> out on the street. It really is. It's like sundown. Everybody goes inside. Everybody runs home. But there is like a lot of joggers here. I never knew there were so many joggers. And like, you know, <laughs> seven o'clock, you're supposed to go out and applaud the first responders, and I do that. But it's funny when you do it on the street and these people are jogging, they won't even stop to like applaud the, the, the hospital people. At least clap and run. That's selfish. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of joggers in the city. But I mean, like, yeah, at nighttime, when I go outside to smoke, it's really like a Saturday, a Saturday night looks like it's fucking Christmas Eve. Like everyone's just at home. Like no one's out on the streets. It's very bizarre. Yeah, it's creepy. It's really it's creepy. A, and if I take like any kind of a, a, a an odd walk, I would because also... And I said this before, this has really been big for the confidence of bums. I mean, bums are at high level confidence of aggression and uh, just coming at you. It's nuts. Can I tell you this? I don't want to take up all the time, but I've seen some amazing things. It's just so like the uh, street people, like taking it to the next level. Like you said, sir, a guy doing crack in the middle of the day, not even like hidden away. Like, like, yeah. like just basically on a door stoop doing some crack then i saw another woman doing bumps of blow off of her car hood 
Now I'm just going to pull it and she put it back up. It was amazing. I was like, what's happening? New York is, I'll tell you what's happening, Dave. New York is back, baby. <laughs> Ali Sadiq joined the show this week and gave everyone an update on life opening back up in the Lone Star State. Texas is open. It is, it's wow, man. Um, they opened up, you know, the mall and certain thing, the movie theater. Yeah, nobody's going. You know who is going? The people that are like, who think that. The people who are like, I bet no one's there. We should go. But it's the crazy thing. Like, you have to, like, order it online and they bring it out. Like, that's the mall. Like, that, that, how can, it's like, I would quit if I had to go to Zara, which is on the third floor of the gallery, and you order it and I had to take it down. And I had to do that all day. Like, yeah. I quit. I quit. I mean, that will end. That will end. The sneaker stores are going to be fucked. You just oh, order online now. I mean, they were already probably in bad shape because for that reason. But I mean, now ordering. It's like, why would I go risk going to the mall when they'll be in my house in two days? Sometimes you have to really try sneak on because it doesn't fit the same way. Like you think that. You think some people wear some grown people think that their feet are gonna get bigger or something, and they and they and they wear a size too big. You like okay, you like retarded. What are you like six? It's like you don't have to buy your shoe that big anymore. Like you gonna grow into it. You, you, there's, not, there's, no grown, there's no grown up who actually goes like you know I actually uh, I turned into a size fourteen at thirty eight. This is a this is a really good neighborhood has been taken over by um, Asians and Nigerians. Like it, they they literally have changed the signs. Like you, you go on one street, it's it's like, um, Shaohang, um, Boulevard. You like what? This used to be boom. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like all Asians and Nigerians seems like it's going to be a bunch of stores, but no customers. <laughs> Everyone owns a shop, but no one goes to visit shops. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is it is a weird thing. Like you go on this side of town, which is the south, which is A Leaf, which is Southwest. It literally everybody knows the Hong Kong market is on Bel Air, and it is all like the Chinese banks, the all most of the good massage parlors. They have all the. It, it looks like Chinatown. It looks like like you are in Chinatown. So then you go on um, Beach Nut because the streets go like this. You go on Beach Nut. And beach nut is literally Nigeria. It's literally Nigeria, and it's only it's only like this far apart. Like standing in between those streets, <laughs> the smells that must clash. <laughs> you just stand in that middle, and you go, "I don't know, honestly, what I'm smelling right now. It could be a mixture of things. It could be from incense. the Hong Kong, from the Hong Kong market. It's incense and whale blubber just meeting somewhere between beach nut and Shankau. Yeah." The Hong Kong market has to be the most interesting place in Houston when you when you grocery shopping because you go in there and they don't you know how some people are like oh we have frog legs um yeah they say they'll say that too but the frogs still be alive like you can buy and it'd be like a bar it'd be a barrel of these huge frogs you like I know these frogs can get out of here I know yeah. they can get out. It's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like I don't know why they're not getting out but 
it looks like they can just jump right out, but they not. I really, one thing I really respect about Chinese people is that they keep a lot of their problems to like being small time problems. Where you're like, hey, are you worried about the frogs jumping out? They're like, they should not jump out. Don't worry. And you're like, what? And they just grab it and put it back in. And you're like, Jesus. Like, if that happened to one of us, I'd be like, it's out of the barrel. Don't touch it. It's out of the barrel. When you go get fish, they have the fish in the tanks. Like the crab is alive. They have the fish alive. And it's, I go just for the entertainment of watching some small Chinese man or Asian man. Oh, I want that fish right there. And he never gets the fish that you want. He just yeah. swoops a fish and then you have his, he has a club and he just pop, pop. And then he's like, how you, how you want this cut? He's like, <laughs> that's how we're in this mess we're in right now. Shit like that. The wet markets of Houston. You want octopus? I beat to death in front of you and children. Yeah. <laughs> You ever, had, you ever had angry ostrich? You go, what does that mean? And he just punches an ostrich and gets him mad and then kills him. Yeah. Now the anger is in his meat. But that's got to be a weird, like a, a market where you can go get like the craziest shit in one block where you can buy like I bought a fucking uh, I bought a porcelain cat, the head of an emu. And uh, the most comfortable fan, <laughs> yeah, and and the most comfortable pants I've ever put on in my life. Small Tibetan woman, yeah, <laughs> on the same block. Yeah, she's gonna live with us now. So charm, I believe, that once belonged to the chosen one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I had to drink. I had to uh, carry a glass of water over some uh, fire and some rocks, and then drink. Remember karate shoes? Yeah. They get like really offended if you ask for karate shoes. <laughs> <laughs> People are doing whatever, man. It it it's it's weird. Um, I almost punched this lady in her own Jeep. I was walking through the park a lot and she just coughed out the window. And I had on a mask and I was still like, you know something? You gotta get body I'd do you like the hawk did throwing <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty nuts. Coughing and sneezing. Those are two things that I didn't never think they'd get you beat up. But those are two things that get you like, and everybody turns around. It's like I wasn't the only one. It was other people looking out their car, like, no, not into that cough. The new punch flinch is about to sneeze. You just go, they go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Fucking let me tell you the weird thing that uh, I have famed out of being able to do crime. Um, I have, I've had a mask <laughs> on, and I've had a mask on an AGB four different occasions. And if this just turned so bad, where I had to get out and rob for my family, I couldn't even do it because I've been in AGB, and people were like, "Hey, Ali Sadiq, what's happening?" And my mask is all up here. I'm like, "How did I fame <laughs> out of <laughs> do?" It is just funny watching people prepare to go into places putting on gloves and a fucking bandana around their face. It's just funny. And if you don't, that's like they're send, that's what they'll send you away for. Like, put your bandana up. Yeah. Get in there looking as menacing as possible. <laughs> I'm fucking crazy that everything's open. I don't know what it's gonna be weird when New York finally does. I'm so curious to see what the actual reaction is. I think a lot of people are gonna run right out. I know the 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 club business as far as comedy clubs is is going to be insane because they a lot of clubs only operated like 25 percent 25 percent yeah and then people 
are going to get bumped because clubs are going to try to make as much money yeah. as they can. Like, I just got bumped for Adam Carolla. Right. Memo- uh, Memorial Day weekend, I was supposed to be at Houston Improv, which I sell I sell this place out every time I come, and they still bump me down to July for Adam Carolla. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they. Uh, it's funny <laughs> when my agent wouldn't be honest with me because we had to move a weekend, you know, and everything's like everybody's moving weekends, and so I'm trying to get back on the road as much as I can when it opens up, and they're like, I'm like, what about this club? Like, uh, you know, that weekend, and they got moved, and they go, yeah, we'll find another club. And I was like, why, what happened? And like, they gave your weekend away. And you're like, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, man. Scott, your weekend is probably in danger until the week before if they could slide somebody else in, maybe. Yeah. I'll yeah. bet if... <laughs> like, oh, uh, Steve Harvey wants to play your weekend, Dan. They go, guys, uh, Dane Cook is going to do Columbus Funny Bone, so you're out. Yeah, I'm saying it's going to be. I think the uh, me and DeRose talked about, about that before. The, uh, the whatchamacallit is going to come back to the, the theater acts because of the capacities are going to come yeah. down the clubs. Roy, yeah. Wood, Roy Wood Jr. Uh, wrote a really good article about what he thinks is going to happen to stand up and this was part of it where he was like you're going to see everybody go from like the people that were at theaters are going to go to clubs and then the guys that are in clubs are going to start getting hurt on the weekends because those theater acts are going to be back and then it's going to bump everyone down a notch i'm curious to see what's going to happen with city sets i don't think i think those are gonna, i think i think new york city is going to be the last thing to open well i think you're right though i think new york city like the new york city showcase clubs are going to be the last thing to open i think the most of the yeah. country is going to open at like full capacity comedy clubs before new york i think 2021 yeah. until at least until clubs especially in new york but everywhere are just functioning normally you know what yeah. i mean are the comedy clubs out there ali functioning right now um Houston, the improv will be open um, second week of May, I think. But not full or full, full capacity? Just 25%, which is which is from a 500-seater, you know, maybe like 150, you know, something to that nature. There's still a crowd. You, you can feel the laughs in the room, which is nice, but I mean. I just still think that as soon as somebody coughs in a room of 150, it's like yelling fire in the theater. <laughs> I mean, no shit. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna hit for the hill. I mean, if you're sitting next, there's no way if you're sitting next to that person or the person that's sitting next to the person who sneezes or coughs is not gonna make a stink about moving. Good luck not missing bits when someone coughs. Someone's gonna cough and you're gonna be like, so then I say to her, I go, last time I was in Montana, <clears throat> yeah, the whole room just goes. It's like it's now worse than than the shittiest heckle in the world. You're like, hey, hey, man. Trying to do thing, you know the rule where they're like never let a heckler get to you they're like never let a cough or sneeze get to you go and you go retested yeah, yeah. cough is going to be the new cough's going to be the new kitchen blender going off <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck was that <laughs> Wee! Go. dude here's here's the other thing uh that's crazy to me i keep thinking about this is like when you first go back on stage like ali if you go into the let's say you did the improv in may you can't Everything now has to be put through the filter of this. You can't get on stage and be like, so I was out with this girl the other night. Because people are like, no, no you weren't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hello, everyone. This is DJ Lou. And in this clip from Quarantine Lost Tapes, find out what goes on in OnlyFans on Twitter. And also, Quarantine Third Mike Joe DeRosa gets into the difficulties of editing your own porn. 
Check it out. Don't you guys kind of want to see somebody have an OnlyFans that we know? Yes. And if they did, yeah. if, and if they did, would you sign up for it? Uh, not under my real name, but uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how does it work? Is it you have to pay for something? You gotta, you gotta pay, and I think you gotta tip. I think it's one of those things where it's like if somebody tips fifty credits. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll show my beaver or whatever. I think it's one of those where you see the chicks like masturbating and you hear the thing going, ching, ching, ching. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing of anything to do with internet porn is the fucking cash register noise. Ba-da-ding, ba-da-ding. Yeah, I did my, on my Netflix special, I uh, I did a joke about that. Yeah. The yeah. webcam girls. What's it called? Fans only? Only fans. Only fans. It's fucking, I'm going to take a little peruse. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, how desperately are you waiting? It's going to be so great. Lee Slampanelli. Oh, yeah. She's like, I motivate people. Yeah. Oh, you have through to bla- sign up. Through blasting my clam with this dildo. Yeah. yeah. I just uh, signed up through Bonfire. Can we have a, uh, can we do a whole thing? Can we uh, start our own OnlyFans and see if people are willing to pay for me, Joe or Dan, to spread our butt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, it's Thursday. You know what that means? Time to watch me, sis. I'll give you a shot on my donut hole if you want to pay a couple bucks for it. Hey I guys, can't. Yeah. What's up? What's up, fans? Only. Just want to let you guys know. Only fans. Hey, only fans. I'm about to make. Uh, <laughs> I had a pretty big dinner last night at a Lake Klondike bar, so I think it's going to be really slimy. Like this one feels like it has a corner on it. Uh, and you guys have been sleeping well, so they've been coming in threes. So <laughs> let's start the trilogy. It's probably going to be a lot of farts and maybe some spattering of mulch. This one's got a, real, this one's got a rough edge on it. Ooh, ooh, I forgot that I had a banana, and I'm all bound up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have chewed those Triscuits more. Ooh. Oh, oh. Yeah. Thanks, Cheetah Stud nine one eight. Oh, that tip was great. I think I'll buy some dude wipes with your money. This feels like a this feels like a squash I put in the right way. Now it's coming out the wrong way. Yeah. Did you guys know that I think whatever's coming out sideways because it hurts. You guys want to see me accept a two liter bottom side first? Guys, tip me if you want to watch me use dry paper or if you want to watch me use a wet nap. Instagram where you could be like yes or no. You, yeah. dry, pa- dry paper or wet wipe? Yeah, good news, boys. I got wet wipes so my poopy gets thin and it turns yellow on the paper like you like. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys like a, dil- a diluted duke. Where are all my, hypo- my hypochondriacs at? Who wants to look at what I made? Who wants, to, who wants to see me turn my chocolate into mustard with my wet wipes? <laughs> <laughs> all hey, right, buddy. guys. Who wants to come see my mess? Oh, I made such mess. Do you guys want to see my, see my caramello bar? <laughs> Papa Bear just laid a hundred grand in the pool. Oh, my Cadbury's filled with Frenches. Look. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I think we would make a lot of money. I'm more saying, like, are we going to go on there one day? The surprise when you want to see, like, Esty from the Comedy Cellar is, like, only fainting or something. Don't forget to subscribe to watch me do whatever you'd like me to. And please, tip extra if you want me to poop. Please watch I always, me poop. I always thought porn was, like, the one job easier than comedy. And 
My friend Kiara was telling me, like, all she does for her videos, the amount of work is insane, dude. I was like, that's, that's a real job, man. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I've got to shoot it, and then I edit it, and then I have to put it up on all this. And I was like, oh, you lost me already, dude. I just, Joe, <laughs> like, do you think it's, do you think it's, if you think it's hard to watch your set, imagine watching yourself masturbate. <laughs> Imagine you watching yourself chunk on camera. Dude, you're gonna edit me, and I'm like, I just have one remark. <laughs> Sitting at the editing bay, I'm like, all right, all right. I think yeah. In fairness, though, that's all. There, she's doing that for herself. The guys don't give a shit if you show every sec- if if it shows her playing with her pussy, and then she goes, ah, shit, I ah, fuck, I messed up that thing I was gonna say. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it from the top, and you just go. Sure, whatever is happening, and the guys will be like, "Are you naked?" Just the whole time. She's like, yeah. "She's like, arg, matey, this pirate ship is setting." <sighs> Damn, I flubbed the line. Yeah. Right, I got, let me get take it from the top. Sure. God, this is gonna be a nightmare editing. It's like no yeah. one gives a shit, dude. Just get naked and stand there and like sit on a put a pen up your ass. I know what I'll do with this peg leg, and then she puts it in, and then she goes, "Up, oh, the dildo slipped out of me." Hold on, guys, and you're like, "You don't need to edit yeah. that." Yeah, she's going. She really knows. She's like, eh, 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 ah, shit, there goes my ginger ale. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, she's like, ah, ah, guys, there's a delivery here. I think it's my medicine. I got it. Come on, Desiree. I'm losing light over here. She's talking to herself. <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't do that if a, if if any one of my podcasts required all that work, I would never do a podcast. Sound speed. Sound speed. Yeah, I mean, this is Riley Reed, fart porn, take 14. She goes, hey, it's me, oh. Emma Diamond, um, take one, dropping a log. <laughs> okay, you know what? I got to get this lighting different. This yeah. yeah. I got your complaints. I know the turd was all shadows and darkness and trying to get some, trying to get some toilet lights. I'm working on it. You know, Amazon's delivering slow. I'm going to get a back ring light so you guys can watch it plop <laughs> out of me. Hope you enjoyed this week's Best of the Bonfire. You can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. East on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada like photo bombers zoom crop out and bye you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider get iphone 12 with 5g with no activation fees and nada yada yada only at metro by t-mobile switch to metro bring your id this offer isn't available for customers currently at t-mobile or that have been with metro in the past 180 days